There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. We begin today with one of our regulars. I don't know how she's managed to come to the phone. She's that busy in the blinking garden every day of the week. It's Boot Club Friday and Margaret Madden. Hello, Margaret. Hi, Jerry. How are you? You're doing great work in Bleach House. Oh, God, sure. It's not like I've anything else to do, really, is it? You know, there's only a whole postgrad, you know, thesis to be written and everything. (laughs) Oh, I can't concentrate really on anything. So the garden has been my saviour. You're going great guns. I'm keeping a good eye on you on social media. Well done to you. It looks lovely and you'd have loads of fantastic food to eat shortly. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, In case there's a famine, I'm, I'm all sorted. Absolutely. I'll be I'll be giving you a shout if I get stuck myself. Anyway, let's talk books this Friday and we begin with your book of the month for the month of April, which is? It is The Butchers by Ruth Gilligan. Now, I was just looking, this is her fifth book. She had four previous novels. Would you mm. say this is quite different to what she's written before? It is. And oh my God, she has stepped it up so much. The last one that I read of hers um, was Nine Folds Makes a Paper Swan. <clears throat> excuse me, which was about the Jewish community in Dublin during the war. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, but this one now has stepped up. Again, it's kind of um, flashing back, but it's um, based on a fable, really, or some kind of a folklore, um, which basically, I'll read it out, actually. It's, um, and since the war has claimed all eight of her men, she decreed henceforth no man could slaughter alone. Instead, seven others had to be by his side to stop the memory of her grief from dying too. And that's from the curse of the farmer's widow. So basically the concept is that the butchers are um, a group of eight men who travel around Ireland um, on cart and by foot and um, slaughter cattle for believers. Um, but each one of them, say, for example, has to have their hands on the animal as it's being done. You know, there's all these traditions built into it. Mm. And the book starts with mm, a, a graphic picture of a man hanging by his feet in a butcher's um, kind of slaughterhouse. And, and it's, it's flashing back to 1996. And then you get the story of how this photo became where it came from. What's it about? And it's told um, by four people. So there's Una, a young 12-year-old girl, whose father is one of the butchers. There's Graw, her mother. And then you flick over to Davy, who is the son of Fionn. And he is uh, desperately trying to raise money for his wife who's dying of cancer. So that's your basic story. Um, But it's just unreal. It's 
folklore tradition in Ireland. Um, then because you're in 1996, you have, you know, so you're going back to the year where um, Meath versus Mayo, for example, and the Spice Girls came out with Wannabe and Mission Impossible is in the cinema. But yet, in the back of that, you have all this Irish tradition, and it's rural, it's in Cavan and Monaghan. Um, there's the beef scandal, the BSE, there's the big beef baron. It's fascinating, absolutely fascinating. Within this novel, which is getting rave reviews like you are giving it today, mm. there is a core here, and really it is, Margaret, isn't it, about a coming of age of people of the nation of Ireland as well. It is, and it's how these young people, despite what's going on um, in, in current times, they're still very, very affected by Irish folklore tradition and, and how their families um, are steeped in that. Um, you know, are, are they reluctant to let go of it? Do they want to move with the times? You, you have to kind of read the book to find out. It's just fabulously written. Um, mm. It's unreal, and these are legends and, and, and folklore that I knew nothing about. Um, yes. but now would love to learn more about it, you know? Yeah, it was that course put on by an ancient uh, person in ancient Ireland that said that eight people had to be at the killing of any beast, and this continued it, it, into the 90s there we're talking about. We're talking about mm. the early to mid-90s and, and all those scandals you mentioned there as well. And the other thing in Ireland, why I say that as well, you know, the civil rights were being introduced, you know, divorce was made legal, yeah, homosexuality exactly. was decriminalised, all this was yeah. happening, you know, at this time as well. So there was big social change in, in the nation and in its people as well. This, um, the, the weaving of the ancient and the modern is brilliant. Oh, it is. And it's fascinating to, to read about what, what kind of 12-year-olds were thinking at that time. You know, um, it seems to be very locational. I mean, I, at, at 12, was in Dublin, so I, I wouldn't have heard any of these folklores or I wouldn't have been grown up around cattle or sheep. Or I do remember the beef scandal and I do remember... The big baron. We won't. We won't mention his name. Um, yeah. I do remember all that, but it didn't affect us where we were. But it certainly affected these people in border counties. And there was, then there was the the BSE, the cattle smuggling over the border. And and this is so eloquently described by Gilligan in this book. It's absolutely fabulous. I I started it sitting out in the garden in late evening, and at two o'clock in the morning. I was still going. My eyes were hanging, but I was determined <laughs> to finish it. It was so gripping. Really, really, really a standing book. Well, what a recommendation from Margaret Madden. It's called The Butchers by Ruth Gilligan. It's our book of the month on Book Club on LMFM's Late Lunch. And it is the fifth novel from Ruth Gilligan. And really, the other four were outstanding. This is really taking her to a different level, as Margaret said there. Congratulations to Ruth. And well done. Get it, read it, you won't put it down. The Butchers by Ruth Gilligan. Now we move on to your fiction choice this month. And it's called Dear Edward by Anna Napolitano. Yeah, I was wondering, were you going to say that? I was hoping you would, because <laughs> I was going to pronounce it wrong. You did it so well there. Um, yeah, this is a lovely, lovely book, and it's basically about um, a, a plane is going from Newark to Los Angeles, and it, it has um, 191 people on it, and it actually crashes halfway. Now, you know this at the beginning, so no spoilers there. And it crashes in a field in Colorado, so it's in the middle of nowhere. So what happens is the author has introduced you to a group of characters who were on that plane. But interestingly enough, there was one survivor. And the one survivor is a young boy named Edward, um, who had been on the flight with his mother, his father, and his brother. Um, 
So you're getting flashbacks to them boarding the plane um, and then you come back forward to Edward's life now where he's, he's gone to live with an aunt, um, his mother's sister. There's no one else to take him in. But he has become this national treasure. Um, everywhere on social media, they're talking about Miracle Boy and there's people following him everywhere and it's just become unmanageable. But you know what it's like when, some, when the social media, for example, picks up on this tiny thread of hope. It just goes crazy um, worldwide. Um, but interestingly, you find out that all these people who are fascinated by Miracle Boy have been sending him letters. And he doesn't find these um, for a while. His aunt and uncle sheltered him from that. But then himself and his next door neighbour, Shay, uh, the girl next door, they go through the letters and start contacting the people who would be the parents of the deceased or um, the fiancé in one case, the mothers, the you know, there's so many yeah. stories flitted through. It's just beautiful. Dear Edward is the name of the book and mm. really uh, again uh, you know the saying it takes a village to rear a child that certainly comes to mind with this book because imagine being orphaned completely and having no family Margaret left it's mm. unbelievable he, scenario The author doesn't mention it in it but he, to me he's, he's borderline autistic you know so he's, he's very particular about his foods his clothes everything so it's a very difficult adjustment for him never mind the fact that he's lost his family. Um, but his next-door neighbour, Shay, is the complete opposite. And the two of them just are yin and yang, and they blend so well together. And, the, you know, she's his life now, really. Mm. You describe it as a cracking read. Oh, God, yeah. Really, really. Again, oh, a sitting, one sitting read. <laughs> there you go. You're getting the best this month, for sure, for Margaret. Dear yeah. Edward by Anne Napolitano is the name of the book. Dear Edward and highly recommended again. We move on to your thriller for the month of April and may I say about this one, this is really a theme that has probably been written about many times. The book yeah. is called The Girl in the Red Coat by Kate Hamer um, but do you believe that she can you know, reinvigorate or she has reinvigorated a familiar story? Yeah, I mean, I bought this a couple of years ago and I'm only just going through my my eternal pile here in the house and I picked that out. Um, I think she has added something very different to it and it, it worked. Um, it's a real page turner. It's basically um, a single mother, Beth, and her daughter, Carmel. Um, I, I, she's quite young at the time. She's um, six or seven, I think. And the child is taken um, by a stranger at a, at a festival in the UK. So you're getting the story of the missing child um, last seen a, a wearing a red coat. That's where the, the title comes from. So, yeah, you're right. This is a, um, a, a theme that has been used by many, many authors in thrillers that a child has gone missing, so what do we do? But they tend to be detective thrillers. They tend to be, you know, how do we find this child? This one, though, is written from the eyes of the child and the mother. So you're getting a fascinating look as to what happened. Um, It's very hard to do this without spoilers. Uh, (laughs) Let's just say that she finds that the child finds herself abroad with a man who says that he's her grandpa. And, uh, yeah, there's road trips involved. Um, um, Yeah, it's very thrilling. I I definitely put this up as one of the better ones. Okay, The Girl in the Red Coat by Kate Hamer, and it even has a bright red cover. You can't miss it. The red cover ties in with the uh, title of the book. So there you have it for Margaret. Familiar 
theme, but dealt with differently and yeah. brilliantly. And finally this month, for your classic, you're going back to 1974. I know, right? Um, I, this is on the Leaving Cert um, it's curriculum. I, I've never read it. It's How Many Miles to Babylon by Jennifer Johnson. Have you read it? I haven't read it, but I am aware that it was adapted for the stage by Alan Stamford and it's been produced on a number of occasions and it became a, a TV, I think, um, adaptation as well. Daniel Day-Lewis, I, I think I'm right there, played the main role in this. So you know what I mean? It's a substantial work. Yeah. It's a tiny little book. It's, um, it's only like 150 pages. I picked it up, I think, in a charity shop because I'm looking through it and there's loads of notes in it, like leaving cert student notes. <laughs> so it's quite, quite cute. Um, it's the story of, um, let me have a look. It's, um, Alexander is um, Anglo-Irish, uh, very wealthy, living, uh, this is 1914, living in Kildare in the big house with his parents, his mother, who's an absolute wagon, and his father, who's very timid. He's an only child, and he befriends um, a young guy called Jeremiah. I think he called him Jerry, um, yeah. who's from the local village. He works as a stable hand in the big house, and they become firm friends, but the mother bans it. But they still kind of sneak out and go swimming and, and messing around together. Um, love horses, both of them. And then 1914, you know, the, the war is, is ablaze and um, newspapers are full of men heading off to the war. So Alec and Jerry sign up. Um, but obviously Alec becomes an officer and Jerry is just one of the, the minions. But they stick mm-hmm. together. They're both on the fields of Slanders. And uh, despite being told that they shouldn't be talking, um, they're of different class. They're still both there in the trenches and they're both dreaming of going home and seeing their horses and um, picturing Ireland, despite all the, the horrific scenes that they're witnessing. It's just a fabulous read. And um, Jennifer mm. Johnson is one of our most underrated writers in Ireland, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant book. It really is. And uh, again, it shows the class distinction that existed yeah. then. People would say it's still there today. I'm yeah. sure they're not wrong. <laughs> but And that day. continues onto the battlefield as well and, and back. And in Ireland in a changing times with the, uh, the rising and the great war going on in Europe. So your classic for this month is How Many Miles to Babylon by Jennifer Johnson. And yeah. I want to tell listeners today, we can't send you out a gift pack, which we normally do because of the circumstances. But I have three books, three lovely books. I won't tell you what they are. They're really good books. I have a pile of books at the minute. And I'm going to give a book each to three listeners on Late Lunch today as part of Book Club. And here's the question. The name of the uh, classic is How Many Miles to Babylon. It's about Babylon. Ancient Babylon was in Mesopotamia. But in which modern day country is Babylon today? In which modern day country is Babylon? That's the question. I want a country name. Please, your answers to 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us now and we'll pick three winners before the end of the show and I'll get those little surprises out in the post to you next week, I promise. Margaret, you're a star. Get back into the garden. Keep the radio on and we'll talk to you next month. I will. I'll be listening in too, Jerry. Thanks a million. <laughs> Thanks a million, Margaret. Take care Bye. of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Margaret Madden there, a wonderful book club reviewer on Late Lunch this afternoon. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 